Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Economy will likely grow. That's according to the central bank's final quarterly bulletin of the year. Here to break it down for us is Robert Kelly, Director of Economics and Statistics at the Central Bank. Uh, Robert, good morning. Good morning, Tom. Robert, you say in your report that economic activity measured by GDP will likely contract for the year as a whole, um, that being 2023. But at the same time, domestic econo- the domestic economy will likely grow. How do you reconcile these two statements? So I think there's an unusual feature here where it comes to the multinational and their activity that's particular to 2023. But maybe just to take a step back first, we do see the economy moving to a slower growth path. And when we look out further into the forecast horizon from 24 to 26, we see that growing roughly in line with medium term potential, about two to two and a half percent. But the very near term, the recent figures we've seen actually reflect a normalization in m activity. We have to remember that the multinational sector here dominated by the likes of the large pharmaceuticals and ICT, had a very strong pandemic. And that did two things. One, it boosted the level of investment in the economy. And we're seeing a normalisation of that. That's feeding into our domestic figure, our modified domestic demand, which we see as 1.5% this year. But also exports rose quite sharply as vaccines produced here were shipped all around the world. And they're feeding into the GDP figure and lowering it further than we see the domestic economy. And there's a third factor fit featuring in the GDP figure, which is this contract manufacturing. So that is manufacturing taking place by multinationals outside the state, but come through our figures. So when people talk about measurement issues around GDP, they're pointing at issues like that. And when you combine all of this, you get that two stories. One, where the domestic economy, slower growth, but it is positive. Or when you take the broader international measure of GDP, and you include this contract manufacturing, it contracts this year by 1.3%. So you're expecting much more healthy domestic demand, according to these numbers, according to this report, in uh, next year, in 2024. Um, is that just because you're pricing in lower interest rates or are there other factors at play here? No, so I would say, really, I, I see three factors that are driving our view of the domestic economy. The first one is recovery in real incomes. So what do we mean by that? Well, for the first time, uh, since 2021, we've actually seen the purchasing power by households turn positive again. Why is that? Inflation has fallen um, at, over the last couple of months and we're seeing incomes grow. So households have more money to spend and we expect that to continue into the over the forecast horizon. The second one is that exports figure I talked about. That was unusual weakness in 2023. We expect that to recover, maybe not to historical highs, but recover in 24. And then the third factor is exactly what you pointed out, that transmission of monetary policy. And that impacts Ireland in two ways. The first is more a global story where, because we're a small, open economy, the rates not only in DCB but across the world determine demand for our goods across the globe. So therefore, we, when we see that exports growing, we don't see them growing at historical highs. We see them normalising, maybe is the right way to think about it. And the second one is the one you point to. We see the ECB transmission to the economy, households' decisions around borrowing and saving and firms' investments. We see that continue to transmit the economy into next year. OK, so we'll be talking to Dan, Moro- Dan Moronia of RBC about rates later on. But while I have you, can I ask you, what's your view on rates going into 2024? Um, um, are you expecting a softening, as seems to be the case by many in the market? So we have seen that change in market expectations over the last couple of weeks. The ECB have been very clear here. They're not going on the time dependency. They're not saying they expect X number of cuts over the next number of months. They've talked about a data-dependent approach. And what they mean by that is they're going to look at key data that will determine the path for rates forward. 
And when I look at that and what I take away from that conversation is a real area of focus is wage developments. The ECB have a wage tracker where they track the wages of thousands of employees across the Eurozone. 50% of those, more than 50% of those individuals will have their wages renegotiated in the first half of next year. So a crucial part of the inflation story is those wage negotiations, potential catch-up, which we expect some of, interplaying with productivity in the labour market and also the markup. We've seen large increases in markup last year. So there's capacity potentially there for firms to absorb some of those wage costs. So the three of those combined will determine the path for inflation, which will then determine the path for interest rates. OK, so you, you talk about um, wage renegotiation and you mentioned um, earlier demand being led by income increases. You, I see you're, you're pencilling in improvements in real income um, in both 2024 and 2025, what level of improvement are you looking at? So when we talk about that combination of falling inflation and rising wages, we see people's purchasing power, which is really what matters to households, rising in the region of 2% in those years. And that's back to its trend level pre-pandemic after a very large shock. And your report states that the multifaceted nature of the Irish economy makes it difficult to decipher how economic conditions here are changing. What do you mean by that? So that comes back to this original point whereby what we've seen is a huge demand for the products generated by our multinationals here. And yet we've the domestic economy underneath. Like what is amazing is we had very strong restrictions and uh, a lot of restrictions through the pandemic. We shut down large amounts of the domestic economy, but we still had growth. Why did we have that growth? We had that growth because of the multinationals, the demand for the exports that was here. And then we reopened, which created another stimulus for demand. And that all features in our labour market, the tightness of our labour market. But what it leaves us is with this picture is we see the normalisation coming out of the pandemic. We're seeing the domestic economy, if you, if you like, dominating our economic growth again. But through the pandemic period, it was the investment by multinationals and that, that was driving those headline figures. So it's parsing those apart is exactly where we're at now as we see a more normal path out into the coming years. But so the domestic economy will drive economic growth, but you're penciling in a lower rate of growth for the foreseeable future. How how far forward are you looking and what levels of growth are you looking at? So we look out as far, this is the first time we'll have a 2026 forecast included with the bulletin. Um, so modified domestic demand is, is the measure we use um, to think about that domestic economy. As I said, we expect it to be slightly lower this year than that potential. So 1.5% see us out in 2023, and then 2.5% next year, 1.9% in 2025, and 2 in 2026. So very much around that potential of the economy. Because similar to what we would have had in previous reports, there is still capacity constraints throughout the economy in certain areas. So it is a very fine balance as we see the transmission of monetary policy, along with what is a very tight labour market. So when we talk about the economy is just about at its potential and that medium-term growth, but it was above that um, as we came out of the recovery of the pandemic. Moving to the short term now, Robert, um, what, what are you looking at in the first half of next year and what indicators are you keeping a close eye on? So uh, our more recent indicators, we would use what's called a business cycle indicator and that brings together a range of things. So earlier indications are things like consumer sentiment, which we're seeing, you know, not a large recovery in, but it definitely recovered from its pandemic levels, bobbing along retail sales, which are just about positive. We're expecting more. Um, consumption was probably a little bit lower than we expected in Q3. So we are expecting quarter on quarter growth within that as we see some of the budget measures coming through the system and into household spending power. OK, the labour market in Ireland has been, as you point out in your report, remarkably ex- resilient. Do you expect that resilience to continue? Yeah, so we, we actually expect a gradual rebalancing. So we have to see this in the context of 
Unemployment rates are very low in Ireland right now, and we expect them to remain under 5% out to that 2026. But the labour market was characterised by extreme excess demand since the pandemic. Like if we compare during that pandemic period, one of the things we look at are job vacancy rates. They rose by 50% during the pandemic. They're still 20% above that level. So there's this kind of general rebalancing in terms of demand. And we look at other measures such as labour utilisation with the CSO. And what we see there is although a lot of people joined the labour force, over 300,000 people joined the labour force over the last couple of years, we are starting to see signs that there's slightly more labour availability. And when you dig at those figures, people working part-time are saying they could potentially work more hours. So we are not back to where we were pre-pandemic. We still have a tighter labour market than we had in 2019. But compared to, say, a year ago, we have a slightly um, a rebalancing is how I would describe it. Could, could, could we just stay on that labour availability for the moment? Because that surprises me. Where, where is this labour availability com- coming from? So it's essentially people who have joined the labour force. So we've seen quite a compositional change in our labour force. A lot more people joined it. Initially, it was we had a piece that looked at this. It was females returning to work, um, ages 45 up to 65. A lot of part-time work generally across the economy. Part of the Labour Force survey, the CSO asked the question, would you like to work more hours if you're working part-time? And we've seen a tick up in that across sectors where people are starting to say, yes, I'm available for more work than I wa- than maybe they would have said six months ago. So there just is that little bit more labour availability. Some people would say this signs, points to signs of slight labour hoarding as we see the economy slowing, the firms are not letting people go, they're just reducing their number of hours. So this is why, and it's part of that European debate as well, it's critical that we understand how that labour market's going to evolve in the first six months of next year. Robert, given that you're pencilling in healthy economic growth both next year and the year after, do we have the labour capacity to facilitate that growth? So this is what one of the limits why we see the economy growing at, at 2% and not more. So there's potentially, when you think about there's large infrastructure projects in the pipeline, there's a large capital spending plan uh, by the government, but actually, one of the it's the feasibility of delivering this in terms of labour is one of the blocks to growth. So we do see more muted growth in employment numbers over the coming years, purely because we feel we're reaching level levels that to increase participation rates in Ireland. We are, you know, after a big increase, it really is potential migration that will lead to growth in our labour market, and that feeds in then to our wages expectations. So we ex- actually expect the compensation per employee to rise next year relative to this year was a little bit lower because we are continuing to see growth in terms of employment. Um, okay, it, very interesting. Robert Kelly, Director of Economics and Statistics at the Central Bank. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, coming up next... Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.